0: Thank you.
1: for the Matt Awesome Show. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good.
1: Uh, it's good to be back. We had to do some a little bit of rearranging with as far as like how the podcast is going to work going forward, but we are, we are here, and it is good to be with everyone once again. Um, that being said, with our mini-ish hiatus, there's a lot of stuff that's gone down. A lot of good stuff, really, which is nice, uh, but... Yeah, Tim, do you just want to jump? Do we just want to jump right into the road ahead?
0: Yeah, I think that's where we have to. That's probably the biggest thing that we missed. <laughs> it's just a lot of stuff.
1: All right, even even if we didn't miss it, this would still be a lot to cover. But, and I know this is actually something pretty near and dear to your heart. We can see alone by the wallpaper that is up on the live stream right now, as well by what you have in your background. Uh, Tuskins after about six ish years they're finally getting some love. The last time a Tuscan was, I guess, the Omicron was pretty good there for a second, but the other time, like, that Shaman was useful was back during the AAT raid. So, we're finally getting two new additions, for, and they're going to be at least really dynamic in PvE. Uh, what are your thoughts about them overall?
0: Okay, I uh, <laughs>
1: For those well, of you who are uh, listening to the podcast, it works so much better in them. my awesome. head. I was going to put it
0: on and be able to talk, but it did not work out that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, microphones are funny like that.
0: Yeah, I was like, man, I might as well just use the little headset. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited for the Tuskins, man. Like, I have my headset for the, or helmet for the Tuskins, and I just think it's going to be a fun, fun overall team when I eventually get them.
1: Yeah, I mean there always is that question too. Uh, whenever these new teams come out, they have a tendency to take a minute to actually hit our rosters. Like I'm I get and I didn't really push them in any way, shape, or form. But I myself, like, I don't I don't even have the whole hot cartel Java thing. And they come out, they came out a long time ago. Or I'm still behind on the Afro Squad. So even anytime that these new factions come out, they do take a little while to trickle down to us. But they do look very cool, and I'm guessing. I, I We need to see Warrior's kit, and I guess we're doing this close enough to the road ahead that we don't even know that yet. But I'm guessing, both from what they've told us and from what we can see in the kit, they look like they're going to be super dynamic for uh, the new Crate Dragon raid.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, their kit. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're able to do in threes, too eventually when warrior gets out. So they have that synergy with, uh, Cyanoboba. So I I'm really interested in that aspect. And then especially cause you can split the other, the other half of the team. That's kind of cool. So it kind of makes up for them not being, um, having that 3 v 3 Omicron. So we'll see where it comes to that. And, and like you said, too, with the whole raid situation, we're going to need squads for it, who knows what, at what relic level but we're going to need big hitters to kind of get through it.
1: Yeah, so I don't know how much I'm actually buying into it. And In fact, I would probably just say I'm not. But there's a few people out there that have been saying or they're thinking we're actually not going to have a relegate. They're just going to have several difficulty levels. And that that that, that last part we know, actually, there are going to be different difficulty levels, and they're just going to crank it up. And however you, good you can do is good you can do. But I am... I I will be a little surprised if we don't see at least a Relic 5 cap across the board for this.
0: Yeah, and who knows too, with this being the most recent um, event that they're gonna be putting out. And we've already seen through like the TWs that they're not afraid to go really high with these Relic gates all the way up to Relic 9. So who knows what this one's eventually gonna be at, You know, especially because it's been what, I want to say two years, right, since Pit, Challenge Pit? Uh,
1: I want to say... Or a year and a half? I think it's, been, it's around. I don't think it's been quite that long, but it's pretty close. I mean, we could put Google search will probably tell us. Um, but, yeah, it, it has been, and I, I will say, I guess we're just naturally transitioning into the raid. I'm, I'm very happy. I am very, very, very happy with exactly what they're doing um with this new raid from multiple levels number one i know a lot of people aren't super happy about it but i'm I'm glad they're streamlining it i i want to keep getting raids in some fashion at some time but i really i don't i I don't want to have to be making sure that i'm clicking the sim on like six different different raids at some point like or just waiting for them to happen and always having two active that doesn't sound fun like I, i would rather just make it the one maybe participate that's fine um and I, I guess I am being really trusting with CG, assuming they are actually going to say that they're going to give the rewards that they are. But I am i feel pretty confident about that, actually, just because they told us they made a pretty wild claim about when they were redoing the GAC, uh, or rather when they were redoing the crystal structure in the game to move from Squad Arena to Grand Arena. And they were like, yeah, like, everyone's going to get more crystals. High end is going to get more than they did before, and low end is probably going to get more than they did before, too. And, and I was really skeptical about it. Like, I was like, "There's no way." Like they've they've done the math wrong. Like, someone is going to get screwed here, and a very, very, very small percentage of the player base actually is getting less crystals than they did before. So, um, i i I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be able to work out the math. So the we are getting all the raids our raid rewards we are before, and with only having to focus on one raid.
0: Yeah, and that's a, and that's the nice part too, because I know for me. We're, we're we're in the same guild. Like, how long did they take to do Challenge Pit? It was, it was a minute, you know? It, it's just, it's gotten to that point where a lot of people aren't putting that effort into it. It's because you don't really have to, or they don't see the value in it, or they just don't have the time with everything that's going on. GAC, you've got um, Conquest when that comes out, and then TB, TW. Like, there's tons of stuff to do in the game, so they definitely need to, give us some avenues to kind of cut corners and minimize that time so we can focus on other areas.
1: And I think ultimately, uh, by the way, you were right. pit has been off for over two years. It released in uh, 2020, December. So just a little over there. Um, but I think it's pretty clear that they regret challenge pit entirely. <laughs> not yeah. only, not only, not, not only just because they're removing it now entirely, which I kind of, I'm glad it's gone. Uh, it was, it was a little, I'm not sure if embarrassing is quite the right, quite the right word, but it, it just did seem a little embarrassing that we're a seven-year-old game, we have four raids, and half of them are the same. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm glad they're doing away with it. And they, uh, whenever they, when they restructured it too, it was very clear from that point, like the reward structure, they didn't like how rewards were being done for raids. And when they originally came out with it, they had just such a hard time balancing it so that it was so that we couldn't just throw our entire roster and beat it and they had a very they had a horrible time balancing it like they had to put in all these really stupid mechanics and they didn't even work most guilds most end game guilds still beat it day one like on the very first round so i'm glad that they, they finally i think they finally gotten smart with it Number one, they're limiting the factions, so you can't literally just throw all seven of your Galactic Legends at it. You actually have to have a lot, a lot of this newer stuff farmed up. Uh, that also limits your time. Uh, you can't sit there and throw 250 characters, how many we had. You're very limited. You have, like, I don't know what the exact number is. It's like 37 or something like that. So a um, lo- lot of things I like about it, and I like what it does for the future of the game, too. Like, sure, it's the crate Dragon in 2023, but... I think I think we'll get raids significantly faster than we were before I could definitely see beginning of next year end of this year getting to xylo beast or something like that like there's there's the the way that they currently have the system is much better uh than the previous one
0: yeah I'm right there with you too this almost feels like a glorified like assault battles that next tier up um but just like a guild basis where we get that good rewards where it's not completely tied to our whole roster. It's almost that set faction like assault battles are. And I I think it's just going to help overall, time-wise, and I think just streamlining everything, too. It gives us an avenue to focus on. Whereas, like, the seat pit, you had, say, for instance, the SLKR team. You could have went heavy for that team, but now we've gotten to a point where we don't need a relic zombie anymore, you know? where if you invested in that relic zombie earlier yeah you could have got higher your rewards at that time but now it's gotten to a point where it's just you don't need it anymore whereas in this raid you can invest a little bit more relics more gear into this team and you're always going to have to use them because you're going to be limited on what you can throw at this raid. so it kind of gives you a little bit more value value in this raid than it does in previous ones and i'm right there with you too it kind of it, it it sucks, too. Like, their whole situation with Pit, it, it just gave them to the point to where they didn't even want to make raids anymore. So so I'm glad that phase is over and they've kind of, like, gotten through that and they are eventually making new raids. And I'm right there with you, too. Like, you said that on your last GAC stream about the Xylo beasts. I want that so bad now. That sounds so sick. Oh, yeah.
1: And I mean, like, they're going to just do a baseline of things of that level and just they don't they don't have to top the next raid every single time all they have to do is change the faction like that That. that's that's as simple as it is it doesn't it doesn't have to be it know and i mean it'll, it'll probably be a little harder like the, whatever comes after this will be a little bit more challenging than the current one uh but at the same time it's it doesn't have to be worlds harder all they have to do is just change it to a faction that nobody has like we're, we're already starting off with tuscans and jawas um It'll it'll probably I'm guessing a lot of the time like the main hard hitting team which is Java is going to be fairly new and that's going to be another motivation to go after it because again since Arena is dead they really have to put in these other motivations to get the new big thing especially like if you're not like if you're not in GAC then yeah and they, they they did a really good job with that like Java has a ton of value ton of value even outside of GAC when he's still amazing in GAC.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's gonna be good. Um, and then what you said about the Xylo beast and stuff, is there any other ones, maybe like two or three that you were thinking of that possibly we can have down the line? I think that's a really cool topic to have.
1: Um, nothing immediately. I mean there has got there's gotta be a ton out there. I think I still think it would be really cool to let us fight an ATAT. On Hoth or Ooh. something like that. Um, we we had the ATST battle with the, with the Ewoks and that one's fun. But I think going up against the full ATAT would be really cool. Another, this one's this was really niche and I don't think we'll get it. But the, Infor, I don't I can't remember if it's Force Unleashed or Force Unleashed Two. It's probably two. You fight a bull Rancor, which oh, it's it's pretty much a Rancor on steroids. And there, there could be some fun things they could do that with that where like it would just be all unaligned force users or something. And there's even, there's a really cool, I don't remember what it was, but there's this giant bird in, on Kashyyyk for Jedi Fallen Order. It's a bird. It might be more of a dinosaur. Um, that's another one they could do. And there's even, I think we'll eventually get around to it. If they're really, if they're really okay with just doing one wave, I think we could get ship ones too. Like, if it's just one wave, uh, like, maybe the trench run uh, for episode four, like, that's just you going down there to blow up the first Death Star. Like, that, that definitely seems like a real thing that they could do.
0: Yeah, and I think they could even do it on a smaller basis, too. Like, give us Vader, General Grievous, like, some of these iconic characters and make them bosses, too. Like, it, it like I definitely see the aspect of having, like, the big monsters or the big... Like ships, we can definitely do it like that. But it's all going to be dependent on how, like you said, is it just one wave? Is it structured like that, or is it going to be other other type of mechanics or styles?
1: Yeah, and I'm again, I, I really am a fan of the one wave. Not even just from a time saving point, but I don't, I don't like it when they back themselves into a corner where they they think they need to to actually be able to produce a raid that they need to uh, have four waves right at all time. Like no, like. Done is better than perfect. Like, just get it out there.
0: Yeah, I know
1: 100%. Okay, so we we covered the teams, uh, the raid itself. The only other really major thing for the road ahead, which I guess three major things is kind of a lot, is going to be Cal Kestis is coming to the game. And not only is he coming to the game, but he's bringing pretty much his whole squad with him. Uh, Thoughts to go ahead? Have you... You played Fallen Order, right? Yes. Okay, so you, you are, you're you definitely on board for this.
0: Oh yeah, like this is gonna be really cool. It, it's just one of those things too, is like Swogel always takes its sweet time getting out the new content for games or ships, but I'm glad it's finally coming to the game. And it's really cool too. We're getting not the old version of Fallen Order, but we're getting Calcast is from Survivor too. So I wonder if um, CG has been co- in contact with the game developers, if they're promoting him this early, is his kit going to be based on what we saw in Fallen Order or is it going to be based on uh, some of the stuff that we've seen in the trailer, some of those new animations?
1: I I think they've been, I don't remember where I saw it, if it was in the Road Ahead itself, or if it was in like one of the Q and A's or something, but I'm pretty sure they made the comment very, very similar to how they worked together with uh, the, the guys who were over the old Republic or for SWOTO rather, um, they they were working with the guys from Jedi survivor 2. And I, I think he's actually is going to have abilities and stuff that are from the game. They they might've been seen in the trailers, but I, I think that is the, the full intention of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, woof is saying there's two of them fall in order is a requirement and then survivor is the journey reward
1: yeah that, that's correct so it's gonna be very very similar to the bam release where we got og mando pretty much immediately uh, well or uh, not actually it wasn't immediately he was about six months after the series came out and then once they had waited just a little bit for the rest of the Rex to come out they they hit it with hit us with bam who was the legendary unlock or really the hero's journey because that's that's what a hero's journey is you you get, you climb, and you get there, um, and then you advance the hero. But yeah, so we have they're doing it in an interesting way, and I think it's kind of cool. We're getting the Fallen Order one that is going to be an unaligned force user, which kind of works. Like you can make the argument that he's lost and he hasn't really come back to the Jedi Order fully. And I mean that's spoiler alerts for the game, but that is kind of what you're doing the entire thing. Is you're lear- you're relearning how to be a Jedi um, in the first game. But in the second game, they're they're gonna have them clearly outlined to have the Jedi tag, so it'll 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 be very fun to get both of them. But I'm interested to see how good the first one actually is gonna be.
0: What have they shown? They haven't shown the models yet, correct? No, no, huh? What I really want, I really wonder: Do we get Poncho... <laughs> of Conquestus for the game. I so badly want him to have a poncho like he does in
1: the game. I think he will because, I mean, that's his whole thing. Um, I guess they could do without it, but, I mean, I, I didn't play the game. Like, I beat the game and whatnot, but I didn't go and do a lot of extra stuff. But it felt like 95% of the skins or clothes or whatever you want to call them was a poncho, right? Like, yeah. he, got a, he got like a poncho from every planet.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I want to say for, like, the last planet, he didn't have one. So I'm like, are we going to get that one, or are we going to get, like, the regular game? Because that would be so sick.
1: No, yeah, it, it, it would be cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be fun, though. I'm, I'm excited for the other characters around him, too. I'm trying to remember. I know we get, um, um, I always want to say Sarah, but it's Celia, or what, what's her name?
1: I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but I always said Seer. Seer, seer,
0: like we, Is we, isn't it we, seer. to a snake, seer, seer, Now that's every time I think of her, that's what, what's going to pop up. you going to be really uh, see, You
1: guys actually play the game to see um, how how they're pronouncing it.
0: Yeah, uh, Marin's probably the one that I'm most interested in, just because in aspects of the whole game, night sisters are always tricky for CG. So the thing is, it's like, what what's the process gonna be? Are they going to add to the Night Sisters? or Are they going to limit the Night Sisters so they can kind of control that interaction with Daka and Zombie?
1: I I, I think she, they're gonna finally give the piece there to essentially finish the Night Sister squad and really bring them into a lot more relevance. I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with her Omnicron, though, which direction she's gonna kind of flow in, because Asajj's. Sasha is, is very close to making the Night Sisters just absolutely lethal in GAC. Yeah. So if they double down, kind of like they did with Trey and Savage, I mean, she's just going to be monstrous. I, I really think we're going to start getting, and yeah, I really do think we're going to start getting a, a pretty large influx of PVE Omicrons. I think we're probably going to get like a, a lot. I think we're going to a lot more for the raid. I think all the five factions that were listed. I would expect over the next maybe six months or so for each one of those teams to get a Raid Omicron. I mean, Boosh already has one, so I guess they only have to do four. Um, Yeah. Well, I I just think it's the way they're going to go. And I think we're going to start seeing an uptick in T, well, maybe not an uptick, but a continual growth in TB Omicrons too.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a hundred percent sense right there, especially the Raid ones too. Like, um, and it makes sense long term too. I always wondered like why they gave Bush or Bush, Bush the the raid Omicron, but it, it makes sense that they would eventually have it there to start this new raid. So it, it's it's bound to bring out some more.
1: Yeah, I well, I think part of that was because it to a certain extent it feels like they backed themselves into a corner with having to give every single character an Omicron and. They kind of feel like they just started picking things. I mean, that's kind of what we get—a couple of useless ones every once in a while. Right? Like the, Inquis- the Inquisitors Omicrons are a joke outside of Grand Inquisitors. Like, there, the- there's your five most pointless Omicrons ever. Is on all yeah. of the- those requirements.
0: I feel sad for all the people that applied them, thinking that they were all going to combine.
1: I don't like th- that. Was that- That's never been a precedent. Like that. That's never. That's never once happened. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. If anyone? I, I've seen a few people who've done it for the meme. Like, there's, there, there's a guy. You know, I know. I think it's kind of a doofus move, but you know, teach their own. He did. He did it for funsies. He knew what he was doing. Where he went and slapped, he slapped all five of them on every single one of them. Um, and it was, it was for the meme. So that, that that's something. But if you if you put them on thinking that they were legitimately going to combine later, I mean, that's that just sounds like fake news.
0: Yeah.
1: But OK, Tilo, so I mean, we've covered most of the, the major things um, going on right now. So that does bring us to our GAC season. How, how have those been going for you? Would you This is a fun thing to talk about. Do you have the sounder right, or you just want to get right into it?
0: Um, I do not have the sounders. And full transparency, I am. Oops. I am switching over to um, OBS, so Melon App is not going to be perfect, but I had to use it for right now. All
1: oh good, all good. All right, so yeah, how's your how's your last like JC uh, season JC week been going?
0: Um, last one was horrible. This whole season's been rough. I kind of knew going into it that it was going to be tough. I, I think the highest I have got was like two fifty. So I was in the 250s and, <laughs> and I just got bodied right. by, by a couple of these guys. Um, a couple of the fights I had, solid opportunities to win. It's it just either dumb decisions by me or not keeping enough for offense or switching up my defense. Just m- mistakes on my end. And um, it, it just really paid. Up. It didn't pay off well for me. I went one and two first week and then I went one and two the second week. And then this battle that we're in right now, I just ran out of time. I had like 15 minutes left and I totally could have got the win. My guy didn't even clear the bottom zone. He only cleared the two top zones and uh, I just ran out of time. So I lost this one too. So really tough season so far.
1: Any any like um, patterns you're seeing or new teams or new counters or, or th- things that you feel like you've solved?
0: Uh, no, five, like 5-5 five five just seems real basic to me right now. Um, one thing that I've been doing a lot of is like Starkiller versus Ray. It almost never loses. I, I may lose with like just Ray, and that's easy cleanup. Um, it's been pretty good on offense for me. Uh, defensively, I've been doing a lot of the similar stuff that I've already been doing. Uh, like Trey Omicron, I've been placing on defense for like three three seasons now. I've been continuing to do that. Uh, I've seen a couple people lean towards that as well this season, especially with the changes to her Omicron and the interaction with Laura Bader. It's just a solid, solid, nasty team. Um, one thing that I've changed up that I haven't done in a long time is take gas for offense. Uh, gas has been really killer on some of those um, Malga squads, especially with there's no – true Datacron support to him and the rest of the squad. There is a couple that you can use, but um, just really, really solid counter there. Uh, trying to think about anything else. I, I've been mixing it up a lot of my squads too, like been throwing random comps just because I have a lot for offense and a lot for defense. So I don't have to have as cookie cutter defense. So uh, putting Malik with Dash, um, just really random, random, <laughs> random teams.
1: Yeah, so I imagine you have quite a bit of versatility when it comes to a lot of those team comps, especially the Java out there. Um, so you I feel like we are kind of getting back to that point where you can kind of mix your roster. I was I was listening to some guys earlier today talk about like the ideal Afro comp that is stopping like all of the off meta stuff right now with her cron. And apparently like apparently they're using B two and L three. You know, for me, that's I like I I I couldn't do that with how my teams are split. That kind of breaks up both my Dash and my Grievous team. But I think for a lot of those guys, it's really just worth it because we have so many relevant stuff. I mean, we even talked about Dad Bob boba earlier. CG is continuing with this push to make every character relevant, so you you can kind of start at the very top when you. I'm talking referring to people who have max rosters. You can really start doing some kind of dumb stuff and have big payoffs.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I, I've noticed a lot of that. Like I even did like Ray with Ben, Shorty, and like just Malik was on the team. Like it was just a random Hospage like team, but it got some holds. It even stopped a couple people. So uh right now, like is in like a weird place. You can it, it's really, really crazy. You can get really crazy if with your comps and the interactions.
1: Yeah, the one thing, the one really consistent thing that I saw being the changes kind of this week is the Trea Savage team on defense is just gross. Like, I, I think it legitimately, it very much seems to be on the same level as Starkiller and Malgus. Like, it it, it is so good.
0: I was telling you guys, like, last 5v5 season, I put it on defense for a reason. That team is super nasty.
1: No, I mean, so I, I'm i still not a huge fan of it for threes because troopers can get it. There. Well, actually, I guess if you do something like Treus Savage, Nihilus, that probably holds. Um, but man, 5v5 five, five, five is so gross. I tried to gas it, which gas is really, gas is like right in that level of teams that are right below Galactic Legends. Dude got slaughtered. It, it, like, it was so bad. Uh, I don't... I think, I'm, I think legitimately what I'm going to have to uh, switch to doing is using Gas and something else to two-shot Malgus, maybe like Gas and Bam or something like that. I, I did that a while ago. And then C is just going to be on Treya duty because the team is so dirty.
0: I, I when I two shotted it because I went up against it too. I used um, and I, I know you said Imperial Troopers, but I used Imperial Troopers on it. The only bad thing with Imperial Troopers is you get stuck on Savage. You can kill the rest of the team, but you're not going to kill Savage. So you just have to go in something with, in with something else to kind of kill it. But that, that's the only bad part with that squad.
1: I was saying, I'm, I'm surprised you got got the kills, but I haven't. I've only seen statistics saying that it always fails. I'm not sure if it's if it's consistently failing on Savage and killing the rest of the team, because that point, that's not that bad. Savage, in 5v5 to clean up alone Savage, that's not terrible.
0: Nah, no. um, and, and you just have to have something set aside that can actually kill him, too. Like, I ran into, like, the problem. Like, I didn't have any of my <laughs> decent low-level stuff to kill it. But if, if you, say, set aside something with, like, a heal immunity or, or something like that, or not a heal immunity, because he'll... He'll... Said that. that on. Might be a good Something use for Hondo. Interview. Yeah, Hondo would be a good spot right there.
1: Uh, he might. Actually, Hondo might or Savage might just jump right out of it though, right? Because captive goes away after they get twenty buffs, and that'll happen in like two turns for him. So maybe that doesn't oh, work.
0: But that's that's one thing I noticed too. Hondo's so nasty on defense too. Like that scares me. I don't know why, but it scares me.
1: oh uh, it, it's partially because of his cron. And I've, I guess, I've kind of called this or it probably was happening before i even called it but we're getting again we're getting to the point where maxed rosters have about i haven't counted but i'm gonna guess in the ballpark of 30 good teams like 30 solid teams like Sana oh. and zori and aiden and sort uh, i said, said sorty and there's, there's another person i am i had in my head. there's a lot of these new lifter characters they're building up all these squads to be kind of like b squads and then they're B-squads until they get a Datacron, and then they're A-squads. And Honda's a really good example of that. Overall, pretty good character. Don't absolutely need him. Uh, but then it, when he gets his Datacron, he just becomes a must. The dude is a monster.
0: Yeah, and I'm right there with you, too. Like, uh, uh, like the top or K-1, K-2. Like, we have all these squads now. Um, and it's not like back in the day, what maybe, like, one or two seasons ago where I would front liar front load my defense so that they would kind of like stall in the front and then cause themselves to kind of like stumble going forward. There's just too much teams like they're eventually going to clear. So I'm going back to using some of those back zone traps instead of just putting everything in the front wall. It, it kind of sucks, but it, it's just the way of the game. There's too many teams right now.
1: Yeah, I've, I've had to swamp. I need. I need I just swapped my defense a little bit for when I got I got too high and I was like, all right, there's no point putting anything in the back at this point because they're going to clear me no matter what. But I'm st- I'm starting to fall again, so I'll eventually have to put something decent back there because I legit have old school Finn on my defense right now and without without Zori, like not 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 a good team.
0: Yeah, it it it's tough, especially when you're in a deficit like that. Like they're definitely going to get through your teeth.
1: Oh, yeah, and there, I mean, I've been, I've, I've just been getting destroyed. I, I did, I did okay-ish um, at the very end of last week, and I did really good in the middle of last week. I actually won that match towards the top 200. But the rest nice. of them, I mean, these guys, these guys are just one shot my boards when I'm, I just, I'm having to two shot like everything just because the relic levels are too far off. But um, there's a lot of reasons even other than relic levels. Datacron's relics. So it's, been, it's been kind of fun being up here, but at the same time, I'm ready to
0: come back down. And thanks for the follow, Avatar. <laughs> I forgot to turn off notifications. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm right there with you too. Like relics are absolutely disgusting. Like you don't realize the power of relics until you see a, see it on like a random character, and it, it just makes things ten times harder.
1: Well, it's it's the the gaps, man. Like I'm, some of the teams I'm having to use is where I'm like having to take in Relic three, Relic four versus Relic and eight and 9. It's, Like it, it's so dirty. Like my my Bounty Hunters typically just destroy Adrad. They don't they don't destroy R eight R nine Adrad. They no. they all they literally do is get one turn the Aoes wipe out my Mando.
0: Dude, R nine set. Is like a menace to society. I hate R nine set with a passion.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, no, he, my Qui Gon Jinn team typically just blows up Darth Revan, not with R nine set. He 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 got to live.
0: That guy is a menace. I hate him so bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it was. uh, I said this during my stream last night. This is, this has been kind of a spectacle season for me where I'm not, I'm not competing as much as I'm just kind of floating around and. Like I, I, I have had three really good seasons leading up to this. I'm, I'm up here for, quote unquote, a reason. But at the same time, it's I'm, I'm also falling for a reason.
0: Yeah, but this is, this is what we play for. Like I, I want that. You know, like I want to test my limits of my roster, and uh, my abilities too. So the highest I can go, or the higher the higher I can go, that's what I want. I want that hard competition. I don't want an easy layup of a match and like anything I do. So uh, it, it's it. Is good regardless i like the competition
1: no it's good no like i was i was telling someone else who they were kind of in a similar situation like it's just kind of cool that we're even here to begin with like it's it would be yeah. like qualifying qualifying for the olympics and then losing i'm like i mean you you went like that's that's something
0: no i, I forgot who i was telling i think i might have told my little brother but i was like Yeah, like, I'm up here, I'm fighting all these tough guys. And he's like, why are you fighting all these tough guys? Like, wouldn't you, aren't you mad or something? I'm like, nah, man, it's like being on the NBA with riding the bench. You're still at the NBA. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I, I like that quite a bit, actually. Um, But I tell you, though, so that's been our week. Um, How has, how is your rostering going? How's your leg day? What have you been working on?
0: Oh, man, late day has been crazy. Uh, Let me pull up my game. Uh, First thing I can start off with is I do now have a seven-star Hondo. So super hyped on that. And uh, he is R7, so he's ready to go uh, for next week. This week he was only at R5, but for next GAC lock, he's going to be at R7, able to use that Datacron. So that's gonna be really nasty and helpful for my roster. So it'll help me get my 3-3 push so I can fall in 5-5 next season after that. Um, <laughs> then I did some of the relics on a couple of the characters that I've always wanted to do. Uh, GBA is like a relic three. So that's been a nice addition to the roster. I wish eventually I could have a, a like R5. <laughs> because, hi, baby. You guys wanna see my baby? Let me see. She's wearing a cool shirt. <laughs> she threw me off. Out oh, it's falling baby. She's wearing her Compton shirt. She's a gangster. <laughs> Say hi. There you go. Hi. My bad. Uh, now you're good. Oh, man. I'm, I'm totally thrown off now. No, uh, I'm working on the Inquisitors, too. Uh, Inquisitors... Oh, I know. You've been calling me out in the, in the guild chat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, man, the shade. It, it's fun because
1: I feel like I can. Um, no, 100%. Like, I forget who it was there. Like, all right, so we're, we need, I don't know how many people. Are, I think like 15 people in the guild are missing Inquisitors or like that. And so I made that like, but no pressure. And I, and I was like, so you no, definitely gets pressure.
0: podcaster's our, yeah. uh, the baby is very cute. Yeah, <laughs> she's a fun baby. She's a happy baby. No, no, 100%, keep calling me out. It keeps me on my toes, but we've done some progress on there. Uh, my second sister is about to be six star right now, so we're on pretty good track. She's already G11 too, so that's gonna be a big help for the ship in the time being, and then I'm waiting for the other ones to go. I'm also farming uh, Ninth Sister because she's on double drops too. She's gear 11 too. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with the progress. I'll probably end up having them ready to go around the time we eventually get uh, Reva because I think Ice our Cub said we'll have Reva unlocked around May. I think it was.
1: I don't know. Um, it's it's it, possible. Depending on the changes. That... Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm hitting at. Like we've been doing really well as a guild getting the shards. But I, I we'll we'll see it when it gets here, and maybe I shouldn't be down on it. But I'm I'm fully expecting this just to just be a giant mess. Where there's gonna be a ton of justified community backlash and CG is I, I think it's gonna. I personally think it's gonna be catastrophic to the effect that they're gonna have to reverse it. Like, I think I think it's gonna be that that yeah. bad. Where these these top line guilds who have like R eight R nine perfect mods on everyone, who are going fifty out of fifty, are I think I are think gonna go like two out of fifty. Like, I I, I think it's gonna be a huge change.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping not, but I, I definitely see it's gonna be around there because every time they've said we're looking into something or we're going to change an interaction, especially with PVE events, it's always really, really bad.
1: Well, and just because we, we know what the change is, that we know that they are now allowing the Jawas to apply thermals. Uh, and we have, uh, I've mentioned this before, but Barbarossa, who is the guy who's a player who has, he's a programmer, he's cloned the game, which is a whole story within itself. And he's played the mission with the changes they have, like you went and turned on the thermal detonators for the Jawa scavenger, which is the change, by the way. And it just be, it just becomes an, an incredibly hard, which it should be. Because as it stands right now, even with the dots, like you can lose it. If you misplay it, if you're modding correctly, you can lose the mission pretty easily if you don't understand those two concepts. Um, and now adding a concept on top of it that is it's, it's just as like, it's going to like be like doubling the dots, having to deal with thermals on top of it. And the Jawas don't even have to worry about the thermal, so I don't. I think it's. I think it's going to be really, really bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully not. It, but if it is, it'll give me enough time to kind of build these guys up, and then hopefully contribute a little bit to getting rubber.
1: Yeah. So that, I mean, that would be cool. So I, if I had to make a prediction, this next time it's going to be just terrible, and maybe it doesn't go back to the way it was before, but maybe they find some middle term where they. Yeah. I don't know, reduce it or try to try to have us catch up in some other way. I, I just can't see it. I I don't know if, if again these top line guilds are just aren't getting it. Like nobody's getting it. They'll they'll ha- they have to they have to change it.
0: Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, for the rest of my roster, that's pretty much it. So we're just doing inquisitors. I have three more characters that I really want to get up. Uh, the ones that are missing, I, I think I said it last time, but I got Revan, I got Bastila to R3. I want to get Grief and Mando to at least R3 too to kind of take advantage of some Datacrons. And then um, w- one character that I've been wanting to do for a while now is Zalvar to R5, just so I can plug him in with Ray every once in a while to kind of throw off my rate count, uh, my, my rating. Uh, he's just really good with Ray. I always enjoyed that character, Patton Relic, for forever now. So we'll see if I eventually do that, or start kind of hoarding for these uh, inquisitors. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, my my leg day hasn't been too figure. I feel like I have two modes where I just drop the bomb on everything, and when I'm just kind of hoarding through. Like I'm already I'm already back up to like well over a thousand kairos again um, each. So I I haven't I can tell I haven't really been developing anything. I'm still farming all of Jabba's wrecks. I do not have Scando nor Boosh seven stars. So they're coming along. I will have all the relic levels ready for them immediately once I get them as well as Jabba himself. So that'll be pretty good. And then, I mean, really I, really, I haven't touched a lot of other stuff. I think I've leveled up um, similar. I've mentioned this before My with my pilots. I was trying to get all my pilots to gear 12. I finished Phoenix. So that was kind of fun. And now I'm working on the rest of There's only five left, but I'm definitely excited to get them done. I think that would be a little bit helpful for fleets. I had a really disastrous fleet battle last JC. A lot of it was bad RNG, but um, maybe just having everyone at least in gear 12 will be helpful because there are some pretty good ships out there that I just didn't have things um, really built up. So doing that and then just kind of getting things ready. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I want to get Jabba in my hand or in my roster before I start making executive decisions. But I think that I'm just going to go immediately for Afro. Like, as soon as Java hits R7, which will probably be in about four weeks or so, I'm going to rush right into Afro.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I want to do too eventually when I get these Inquisitors down. Or it just depends on how fast I farm them. I want to try to get some of these characters too. So so we'll see what happens with that. But Afro looks so good. Uh, but I'm also interested to see how she does without her Datacron too. So it, it's kind of good. I'm a little bit behind, and even yourself too. We can kind of see the interaction. So I, I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm about like ninety percent sure she's gonna be awesome without her datacron too. But there's also that little, that little percentage in the back of my head that's like, ooh, what if she's not?
1: <laughs> and I mean, like, I don't, I don't even have like a lot of choices. Like, I'm going to finish Jabba and then I'm really only missing Afra the old the old, I'm trying to think of the any do we have is there any no I mean there's there's nothing else out there like I have what? all the G, GL once I get job I have all the GLs I have I have inquisitors built up and getting Reba shards um, I mean it's either Afra or start recruiting pilots and I've, I've I've already said my position on that quite a few times so i will it's going to be Afra
0: <laughs> or depending on we'll see how these fallen order characters are and I know it takes time for like the Marquis to drop, and then them to be farmable. But who knows what what that time range or, or that time range is going to be? And yeah, i yeah, will have like, to see how
1: they're going to be farmable. Um, that, them and the Tuscans, because for example, yeah. my droids, my for for Afra, they're already five stars. Like triple uh, zero is thirty four out of eighty five. So he's like they're getting they're probably half farmed already. And I can farm both Hondo and Sana and probably, between the two of them, I can probably farm them in three weeks just by going all out there. So, I mean, I can, like, Afra is within striking distance, whereas with Tuscans or the Fallen Order team, I would, I would have to, like, significantly rush their shards, assuming they're going to be on hard nodes or something, to be able to actually use that full team. If they're both in Cantina, like, if both the, uh, the new Tuscans are in Cantina, that's different that actually, that might get super tempting super fast because I already have the other three built.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff right now that I want. It's just like, I can't do everything.
1: Yeah, I like, I do kind of like getting my roster to having everything, but at R5. Like I've, as previously stated, you know, R5's in some scenarios don't beat R9s, but they, they beat a lot of R7s and R8s. So and I'd, I'd rather, I'm in a position where I guess I'd just be rather prepped for the Datacron than start relicking other things that don't really see many visible changes.
0: Yeah, an R5 with a solid like level nine Datacron with some nice yeah. stats on it definitely is like, it's beating a lot of stuff depending on the character and the team. Like I, I've noticed like my R five teams with some of those level level nine Datacrons with lots of defense, health steel, just depending on what it is, it can yeah. take, it, it's it's a big game changer, man. It's almost like having that team at R9, but they're only R five.
1: No, it it really is. I mean, you look at the current afra team. If you have just Avra Afro at R seven and then you have your four droids or whatever at R five, I mean they're slaughtering R eight, R nine Jabas. Like it 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 is gross. Um because of the Datacron. And I, I, I'm i still kind of against, um, I still don't love the fact that everything has to be R5 for Datacrons. I don't, I don't like that for a number of reasons, but it's the way the game is and it's kind of just where my roster is at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you too, but it's like, it is what it is, like you said, like that's what the game is. And it, I like having barriers and and things that you have to invest into certain teams. Like, certain teams, you can get away with not having them at R3 or R5, like, for instance, the bounty hunters. Like, I, I've been doing work with my bounty hunters, and they've not even reliced on my Mando and my Grief. But if I had them at R5, that's a lot more survivability, that's a lot more extra stats that I can take advantage of. So it's just a matter of priorities at that point and where I want to put these characters to really shine or do certain counters.
1: Yeah. I mean. It... DC is kind of crap on it at, the, at that point too, because for example, the B- bounty hunters they, they kill Lord Vader. If there's no Datacrons involved a Gear Twelve Mando will get you the kill on RG. He'll peace out, and you'll be fine. Uh, the issue is if Lord Vader has his Datacron and you have a Bam Datacron to combat it, that's great. But if all your characters are below R five, you will get to take the Bam Datacron, and you can just you can you can kind of just get screwed. So that that's really where it does hit a lot. Yeah, no, 100%. But, yeah, overall, I, I haven't, I haven't, basically to resume, I haven't done much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, man, I'm still jealous about your Kairos, though. I saw that on your stream. I was like, I almost dropped my phone. I was like, man, that's crazy.
1: I mean, they still, they don't go anywhere, though. Like, I guess right now I could apply them to Zori. But I do need, I think I still need, like, Mm, five or six hundred of them for Jabba once he's unlocked, but I'll, I guess I could probably apply some around. Should probably apply them to the droids too or something. I don't know. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out once Jabba's gone, I don't have to worry about necessarily saving so many things at the same time. Yeah. But I think that brings us to our favorite part of the show, and that is who's it anyway. So for anyone who is new to the cast or to the uh, live stream, we are going to be playing a game called Whose Kid Is It?" Anyways where both me and Tilo will ask one another or we will give one another a ability from a character without telling them what the character is and the other will have to guess what character that is. So it's a little complicated, but uh, we're going to get into it. So Tilo, may I give mine to you first? Is that okay?
0: That's cool. Are, are we going to do Whose Kid Is It? Or because we still got other stuff too, like Datacron's the new set.
1: Oh, we might. Would you be okay with leaving that for next week when we're actually going to be farming them?
0: That's cool with me too.
1: I was like, I have a good idea of what I want, but I typically do the first weekend actually. Um, the first weekend to actually line everything up, but yeah, those yeah. two. Um, to what should call it? Uh, two. To summarize my feelings, I like I like this one a lot. And I'm I think it's very positive for the future.
0: Yeah, no, I'm the same way with you. There's a lot of interesting stuff that I'm debating about.
1: Yeah, but all right, are you ready? Are you ready for my kit? Yeah, let me close this. Yeah, chat blocked. Yeah, chat's blocked. Okay. Actually, we'll oh, well, it. that's pretty easy to block, actually. All right. Deal physical damage to target enemy and recover 30% health if this attack deals any damage reduce this character's cooldowns or this character's other abilities by one.
0: Alright, do it one more time.
1: Alright, deal physical damage to target enemy and recover 30% health if this attack deals any damage. Reduce the cooldowns of this character's other abilities by one.
0: Oh my gosh. I know this, but I don't know this. Oh my goodness. Ah, cooldowns, cooldowns. Oh man. Read it one more time. Yep. Hopefully it'll click.
1: Deal physical damage to target enemy and recover 30% health. If this attack deals any damage, reduce the cooldowns of this character's other abilities by one.
0: Ah oh, man. I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh man. It sucks. Alright, I'm gonna take a guess so I can get the faction. Cause I'm gonna sit here all day and go back and forth. I, I know it's not this one but I'm gonna say vandar Chewy.
1: it is not van der Chewy. um okay. are you ready for the faction yeah Old republic
0: oh, okay this is um, this is uh, jolie
1: yep you got it you you always scare me when you go right for it after getting the hint um because, because a lot of times you just launch what I'm like, no, Tito, think.
0: <laughs> I know, I yeah, think exactly I mess right. it up. Initially, <laughs> initially, I go Phillies over facts. <laughs> Not sure. That's true. Uh, That's okay though. No, nah, I should have known that too. It's like all the times like he's in like a, a JML squad and you always use him so he can reduce his cooldowns. Like I knew it was like on the tip of my tongue. Gosh darn it!
1: Oh, I, I've used him. I feel like this has been very, very relevant for me because I've been, he's been my ray counter. JML has been my ray counter. I mean, Jolie kind of has been too. And every single time I revive with Jolie, I'm like, All right, everyone is going to be calling Jolie for the next five turns until we get him back down. Yeah. Actually, I didn't know he had to damage, though. I thought he just had to use his basics. So that makes sense why his cooldowns never going to reduce when you hit someone with damage immunity.
0: <laughs> that does make sense. I thought it was just basic too, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Everything else I probably could have got. I didn't realize he actually had to do damage, but anyways. <laughs> all right. see what you got for me? All right. Maybe it uh, I got chat hidden.
0: All right. You close chat? Yep. All right. Let me see. I did not have it ready. Let me pull it up now. Hmm. Where are you? Uh, did I skip over? There you are. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Deal physical damage to target enemy with a 85% chance to inflict buff immunity for two turns.
1: Deal physical damage and eighty-five percent chance to inflict buff immunity. Yep, two turns. Pretty simple kit. Um, that was definitely a basic. The, I had like a dead old character. Um, buff immunity is pretty useful though. A lot of the Galactic Legends have it. Esilkar, but Esilkar hits twice, and JML has, um, he has to crit, and he can't be countered. I'm trying to think, buff me, buff me, buff me, buff So, Generate Reven and Bastl both have one, but theirs is 100%. Who else is giving out that debuff? pretty important. B2 has it, but he hits everyone. Yeah, this is I mean, this is a really solid thing to have. You can stop a lot with this. I'm almost thinking of a ships more than to stop hounds too instead of uh wish of Trying to think I don't I don't think it's a Jedi cuz you'd be able to call him in constantly just to apply it. I don't think it's a rebel. This one's hard. 85% chance. Buff immunity. Yeah, I'm not gonna get this one. Um is Chad getting is Chad getting anywhere?
0: Uh they weren't. They just did.
1: Okay. Yeah, this one's rough. I think Guard just does speed down. I don't know if... I don't think ISC has... What does his basic do? Yeah, I'm not going to get this. Um... Yeah, no idea. Um, I'm gonna. We're gonna go with the hand. Let's go with uh, Imperial Super Commando for funsies.
0: Nope, not Imperial Super Commando. All right, sanction. Rogue One. I
1: hate Rogue One. Um, Everybody, does. not help. <laughs> not just one. That does not help at all. Um... This is such a hard faction for me. I don't know what any of them do. It's not POW. I don't think it's Biston. I think it does Dots. I don't even know. I don't even know what Adrad's does. I don't know what Cassians does. I, don't, I think I think Jin has an expose on hers. Yeah, I'm this. I'm not gonna get this one either. I don't. I don't think it's SRP. I think he does something that gives him buffs. Bodhi exists, and he gives offense up with a Zeta. I think. Other than that, I do not know what his kit does. No idea what his kit does. Alright, yeah, let's go Bodhi
0: Rook. Uh not Bodhi Rook. It is Cassian Andor. Oh. Yeah. I, no, no, I forgot I was a mute. It's not Bodhi Rook, it's Cassian Andor.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't have gotten that. I knew that Cassian did a lot of debuffs through all of his abilities. But a lot of them, a lot of those characters were meant to synergize. Like I know that K two also does them, and like uh, Cassie can build off of that. that. That was a hard one.
0: Yeah, no, that that would definitely was a tough one, especially the cap at eighty five. That's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, and you can tell it was a basic, and it even looked like an older basic. Just because they don't they don't do those percentages anymore. Like when a character comes out, they might only have like one debuff, but. um... They might only have one debuff, but it's always a, almost at 100%. Or and it might even get 100% and do one other thing.
0: Yeah, or I have like a random condition, but the percentage wise is always weird.
1: Yeah, it de- definitely kind of screams older. But yeah, I didn't. R- R- Rogue One is a very hard factor for me because I've I, I have, I've been pretty much just button mashing them on the few times in, uh, that I've been doing them on offense. And then the other times is like get left on defense. And they typically don't get a turn when I go against them with Bad Batch or whatever it is. Yeah. But. No. All right, cool. Good, a good round to you. So that does mean we do have a fan entry. So we do – we give one to each other, but we also take one from the community that you can find by joining the Calvin Awesome Discord or Calvin's Classroom to be specific. Let's see who we have for this week. I think last week it was – I think we actually did. Yeah, we actually did. So we did Karen, and that was the last week. I'm trying to I think we both got it wrong. I think it went to me first though, so I think this one's I think I think Isaiah's goes to you. So you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Allies have a fifty five percent chance to gain stealth for one turn at the beginning of their turns and fifty percent chance to gain twenty five percent turn meter at the end of their turn.
0: This one for me or for you? This is for you. All right, I'm gonna go feelings. Maul. No,
1: huh? Say so if, if, if you don't get it right, then I, I get a second shot. But yeah, we'll start with you. Yeah.
0: Right, I'm gonna go feelings, no facts, and just say mall.
1: No. <laughs> well, I was gonna think mall definitely has all those things. I just don't. I think it's I think it's worded a little bit differently. Um, because yeah, he has stealth and turn meter.
0: Yeah, so I was like, otherwise, if I think about it, I'm definitely going to get it wrong. So I was like, Maul gives me the somewhat close.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm trying to think of who does... um, Stealth and turn meter. This doesn't feel like the full lead. This feels like a lead before Zeta. So if it's not mauled. I mean, the other the other lead that just does stealth constantly is Aura's, but I'm pretty sure that Aura has no or because Aura has something about gaining protection after you get a kill. I think, and hers would also have a slew of stuff about a contract, so it can't be hers. No, it shouldn't be. Stealth. What 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 team tries to rely on stealth? Old Ben is evasion. They almost a 55% chance to gain stealth at the beginning of their turns, and 50% chance to gain at the end of their turn. Yeah, this is... Plo Koon has, like, a weird 55% chance to dispel, but who actually puts stealth out? Oh, this is super weird.
0: Yeah, it's another one of those old kits with, someone with all those percentages.
1: I'm almost thinking... You know what? There's another team, an older team, that also likes to stealth a lot, and has turn meter, which made them really good in the original pit raid. I don't know it, but I'm going to shoot Tebow. Is it Tebow? It is Tebow! Tebow. We got it! Wee!
0: Was it AT or the, the Pit Red?
1: It was Pit, yeah. He was, like, one of the OG. I don't know if his lead was used, but he had 100% uh, turn meter removal. And, he, like, him and Scout apparently, like, ruined, like beat the raid, which was is really funny because the devs, like, had no idea that that was going to be the team.
0: Yeah, that, that was a weird one, too. I remember seeing, like, videos out at the time. I don't know if it was Operation Metaverse or one of the other people, but I was always, like, man, I ain't even going to look at this. I'm, like... I am never going to have Tebow up and running. I need so much other stuff.
1: Oh, I didn't even, I I wasn't even playing the game at the time, but I ended up seeing it after the fact. And what was interesting is CG eventually, this is years later. This is so much later. This is, this was like very recently when they added like Jedi, Anakin and Ahsoka to the the starting game. They started actually offering packs uh, for like brand new players to beat the raid. And they put Qui-Gon Jinn and Tebow in there. Um, so it was kind of funny to see them, um, reference it.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a good one, man. Very good.
1: I, I like how I can get Tebow, but I can't, I can't, I can't do Rogue One. So, I guess, you know. I, a, and and that's
0: a character you probably use on your, on your, um, Adirond team, too.
1: Alright. Alright, so that includes who's kids in it anyway. So now, Tilo, we are on to... Our final segment about Star Wars in general, a.k.a. The Bad Batch. So this is the part, every single cast, where we tell everyone thank you for being here. But if you haven't seen the latest episodes, I say episodes because we haven't covered like the last five, um, you might want to skedaddle. So we'll be we'll talk about it very soon. So make sure to turn up the cast. Please do come back and listen to the rest of it once you've seen the episode. But I realize it is currently a Thursday. When we're live, and the episode comes out on Wednesday, so if you haven't seen it, again, ta ta.
0: Uh, I ta ta. Uh, it reminds me of uh, To Blue. <laughs>
1: Toodaloo works too. But I'm playing
0: about the Hangover,
1: <laughs> I no, I'm, I'm. It probably predates that, but yes. I know, so what, what, what are you even thinking about? I mean, I don't, I don't even think we should go episode by episode. I think we've legit missed like five um, oh, no. because they didn't they have that double-decker. <laughs> How have you been liking the series recently?
0: Oh man, it's been really, really good and weird at the same time. Um, I, I know you said not to go to like the episodes, but like the Wookiee episode was decent. I like the characters it introduced. Uh, story-wise, it was kind of just bad to me. Um, the The most recent episode was just another decent episode. I liked it, but it was no consequence to the galaxy. Uh, but that mid season finale, the double episode, that was just absolutely amazing. That it gave me the feels I would get watching the old school Clone Wars, and I it just makes me really, really wish we had a Clone Wars style show in the Re- in the the Rebel and um, Bad batch timeline in that that between period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I wish we had a Clone Wars style TV show. Uh, just seeing I, Chuchi, Senator Chuchi, go in there and, uh, do her thing. And then just the manipulation of Palpatine, just absolutely brilliant.
1: I really feel like it's what Bad Batch is, is, is the Clone Wars style show in between the, the two trilogies.
0: It, it, it is, it, but it, we it, don't it, get it's it, it
1: darn all close. the time.
0: Yeah, it, it's just we don't get it all the time. Like we get racing, like not pod racing, but racing episodes every once in a while. I little. loved
1: riot racing, Tila. Don't don't hate on riot racing.
0: <laughs> no, and I like it too, but it doesn't have the consequences as those two episodes. Like seeing the the overall just. Effect that is happening in the galaxy between the turnover between the clone troopers and the stormtroopers and then Palpatine's manipulation on the whole situation like it, it, That's the stuff. I really really want to see in this time period and we get it in those two episodes.
1: I Have really liked how they've done um They they've continued to do this in Clone Wars and Bad Batch are both done as well where they've consistently leveraged new characters by old characters. And I, I feel like we saw that a lot, especially in that last one. Like Senator Chushi was like this really, I don't know, not, not throwaway, but fairly insignificant character that we got from the Clone Wars. And now she's like a pretty big part of this, or even the clones. Um, so I think wasn't, I wasn't, like, have we seen the this one by name that was in there? I kept thinking he was slick but slick was evil and got hunted down and wasn't a part of that but like this one was he was was he a name in the Clone Wars
0: um uh, observers read it in like the different communities that it is slick uh because if you look back at the episode uh, I think what was the episode called in Clone Wars I don't remember but if you look at that episode uh, he's one of those clones that doesn't have markings. He's pretty much like, cut, cut, like cookie cutter when it comes to clones. like he doesn't have face tattoos. he doesn't have like a certain hairstyle or haircut. He's just your average clone. So a lot of people are saying that it is him and then he also knows exactly who Rex is Rex is off the rip and even calls him brother. I feel like too. Everyone
1: probably knows who Rex is though
0: yeah but even if you do like he called him brother too you know and it uses the same same almost World the same brothers. similar i know but if like you're 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 going to that extent be you would say like he was treacherous or something like that but it seemed like there was emotion behind the way he was talking to rex too so i i don't know it was maybe it's head cannon but i 100 percent see it being slick
1: I mean, I guess that like I it could be. It just doesn't seem to. I, I thought like he got like banished or killed or something.
0: He he got I put guess, in prison. I, I think he got put but, in prison.
1: I I would like a little bit of more of a a mid story there to kind of breach those two because that's yeah. I don't know, but so. either way, um. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Oh, but all of this setup from the Clone Wars to finally paying off now, and I think we're even seeing it now. Like I've I've, I've mentioned this like a thousand times, but I definitely think the, they're going somewhere with Omega that is not going to end in Bad Batch. She she's not stopping here. I think she's gonna have a very large part later on. Um. So yeah, it, it's been really cool to see a lot of that. There are, and I also like. I don't think Admiral Rampart's done. Oh man, I don't know, I, man. I think they put too big of an emphasis on him for him to just be thrown in prison. I think he's coming back.
0: Yeah, I would imagine him like being part of like Palpatine's like elite off the books record team or whatever. That and that they give them an alibi to why he's not in the briefing room on the Death Star, why he's not in a couple of these other like significant events. Like now that they took him out of the political picture and the picture overall in like the Senate. So now he can work behind the scenes for Palpatine. So I can see it like being in their way of kind of writing him off to like off screen, but him still be involved in the galaxy.
1: I mean, that's, that's essentially what they were with Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. They banished yeah. her from the Jedi Order, made sure she wasn't there when everything went down, because otherwise it'd be really weird with current canon and everything we have. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Or even, um, I guess this is another tangent that doesn't have anything to do with him. I, it looks like they're finally, are we finally dipping into phase one of the Dark Trooper?
0: I th- that's what I thought at first. But I don't know. Like, he didn't have anything mechanical in him other than, like, the false tooth that he uses to kill himself.
1: Oh, yeah, um, cyanide tooth.
0: Dude, that was wild. Um... But I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Unless they, I, if he had like robotic arms and stuff like that, but was a clone, I definitely would have said like that's like the first version of the Dark Trooper. But it was just a clone. But like a clone erased from all his
1: like identification. I'm, I'm calling him phase one Dark Trooper.
0: But the thing is, it's like, uh, oh, I don't know. It's weird because, like, the phase one dark trooper would be like the the things that Thrawn fights. Um, remember when he's training Thrawn?
1: Oh, those are the up robots.
0: Yeah, but they were my, they gave me dark tribes, though.
1: I don't know. Well, I, we'll, we'll find there. out later on, but that's, that's where I've always, I always felt like they were doing with crosshair. Is they were going to analyze an experiment on him to bring, like, start bringing the dark trooper programming? Because we obviously we get phase three in the Mandalorian, which is really its sequel trilogy uh, material, essentially, since it's after the original trilogy. And but, I mean, significantly, before they have to, they have to start introducing phase one at some point. I mean, not on camera, but it would make sense for it to happen now.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it's just weird. Um, and another part of the episode that I liked was uh, Masamida. I-, I love seeing some Masamida action too. Who is that? Uh, the the voice of the Senate, the guy with the horns and the tongue that goes oh, like this. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He he had a had a fairly decent role in that that two episode uh, part.
0: Now, I know we rarely get to see Masamida, and like the times we do get to see Masamida especially like in the comic books, he's always like, a I don't know, like a character that seems kind of swirly and like wimpy, but in these episodes, man, he, he seemed like he, he knew what was going on and was not afraid to take out some people.
1: Well, and he was he was very much telling Admiral Ampar what, what was up. He's like, hey, if you don't do this, you're done. Like, you, you've been entrusted with this assignment. If you can't make it happen, we will.
0: Yeah, and it it's just, it's funny, like, I remember the, the comic books where it's the fall of the Empire, All right, I think it's, is it the fall of the Empire, or is it Aftermath? It might be Aftermath, where they capture Masa and Masavita, like, right away is, like, willing to be an informant and, like, flip on the Empire. Like, he ends up being super weak.
1: That's another thing that they can do with Admiral Rampart, and I don't know if they'll do it, because it ends up being very Agent kallus but... The other option is that he could end up becoming a rebel. Although he, I don't know, he kind of genuinely seemed evil. Like I don't oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean they, they can they can redeem whoever they want, but Agent Callus it definitely seemed like there were or, from the very beginning there were somewhat redeemable qualities there, like him and Zeb helping each other on that ice moon or whatever. Like he wasn't you could tell that he was kind of a more of a product of the Empire than he was a, a genuine uh, thriver, whereas Rampart really seems like he he is exactly what the Empire is supposed to be. He's, he's going, he will kill you if you cross him.
0: Yeah, and then with Agent Callus, he was more of a warrior too, you know? Where he has that warrior code, that honor, like he wants to fight, you know? Where Rampart, he just seems more of a snake in the grass, like he'll hit you from behind, like he does with that clone commander, you know? Like he's not about to fight, he's not about to risk anything. He just wants to get what he wants uh, whatever outcome it takes and he's willing to do the dirty stuff like he seems genuinely like a bad guy
1: yeah no he like, like he definitely seems like he is he's a part of the empire not just a product of it um yeah so i, I your, your theory is probably more likely your theory's probably more likely where he's given a quote-unquote second chance to be palpatine's um agent of evil behind the scenes maybe he'll like partner up with mara jade or something
0: or he might be if he's so into some of these um, troopers. I wonder if he's the one that um, installs like the deaf troopers, where he's a part of that program too. And it, it would possibly, be yeah. interesting too because I do believe the deaf troopers. I don't know if they do or they don't. They have mechanics or like droid parts in them because they're all about a certain height. I think they're around like six something.
1: Our, yeah, I don't know. We'll I'll have to get more info on it because we the issue with dark troopers is we have so we have so much conflicting information between old canon and new canon. So I'm not sure whether we'll eventually they'll, they'll decide how they're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, if I remember correctly, I was looking at some of the some of the stuff for the deck troopers. Like they have to they almost mix that um original death trooper role the one you were talking about where they have to kind of like conform to the new prosthetics that they put on them
1: yeah overall i i've really i really like where bad batch is going i think it's been it's been really good and i like how they finally kind of did this is this is awkward they finally kind of did something with echo where they gave him like real motivations and showed that how he's kind of, has moved away essentially from the Bad Batch at this point to go do things with Rex, which that's also kind of a little bit heartwarming because I mean, they were, we, we saw them together at the Citadel where Echo was originally captured and then Rex rescued him, so like there's a pretty good bond there. They, they, they go back a wide a wide ways, anyway, or even Echo, Echo was even, Echo was on uh, Rishi Station uh, when, when it got bombarded heavy sacrifice themselves. So they go back a really long time. Um, so that was, that was cool. And also, um, it was cool to see Omega have to deal with the consequences of it too.
0: Yeah. Echo's an G. Like he's one of the the group members of um, the, what was it? The one with uh, 99 when they're in the training. With domino fives. Yeah. Domino squad. Yeah, he's definitely an OG. He's been through a lot of stuff, and I I, he knows Rex has been through a lot of stuff, too. And it's really cool to see them two kind of pair up. That's another episode that I would like. I wonder if they're going to go back and forth between the Bad Batch and Rex and Echo. I would like that.
1: They seem to have no issue doing that. And they've done it with Bad Batch, both season one and two. They've done it with Book of Boba Fett, and I wouldn't even be surprised if that happens a little bit in Mando season three, where we're getting these episode one-offs that are going essentially into another part. Well, even then, like that's not even really doing that because we we do this with Crosshair constantly, and I, I don't even really consider those like outside episodes because Crosshair is Bad Batch. Like Echo,
0: yeah.
1: Echo's Bad Batch. You're like if we get an if we get an Echo and a Rex episode. That's pretty much like that sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, that would be kind of cool if they did that, if they had that three-story... three stories that they could kind of touch. Because, like you said, they all are members of the Bad Batch, even though they're not...
1: Yeah, not all together. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did them all separately and then the finale they all come together.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. Crosshair is the most interesting out of the bunch for me, though.
1: He is, yeah. His character arc... I mean it was a little bit it was a little bit obvious that we were gonna get there, but ever since we've been there, it's it's been very interesting to see how all of his reaction has not been because of the inhibitor chip. Like he's he's very much in control and he very much believes in the empire. And not even like this false hope where he thinks there's something they're not, but he's like He's still willing to do what they want him to do, knowing it's wrong. I mean, you go back to the episode the episode three where he shoots down the, the senator instead or whatever they were, the, the mayor, I don't remember the title, uh, the leader there instead of Cody doing it. Like he's he's not he's not just following orders at this point. Mm-hmm. He he has some type of stake in this.
0: Did you think originally that uh, the clone was uh, crosshair at first?
1: I did, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, me it was really hard to not think that it's a it's a it's a sniper. And I think we would do. We, I don't know. I remember. No, we didn't hear his voice, but he was about the right right height. It, lo- it looked like he was like a transformed version of Crosshair. But I was a little relieved they didn't. Like I like I like the direction that's going in.
0: As soon as he missed, I was like, "Nope, that ain't Crosshair." <laughs> Especially after that episode, like where he's going up the tower, I'm like, "Crosshair don't miss like that."
1: Yeah, the, well, as soon as I saw Sniper, I'm like, is that him? But yeah. I didn't, yeah, I wasn't super shocked when they pulled it off and it was a, it was a completely new one.
0: Yeah, I, I, as soon as he missed, I was like, okay, who is this? But that yeah, episode's been good overall, though. Like, they're not bad, you know? And I, I just hope that they all kind of tie in to each other eventually. And I, I know it's telling the story of, like, the, the mindset of, like, the group especially, like, this last episode, too, with, like, the absence of uh, Echo and how that's affecting them. But I don't know. I It's just sometimes, like, the episodes of Bad Batch can feel a little bit underwhelming, not like the first season. The first season seems a little bit more, I don't know. I, I don't want to say exciting or have that adventure, but it kind of did, though.
1: I, I, I like them a lot, and I'm I'm very... I'm very much there for the for the journey. Um, like, like I said, I liked the I liked the riot racing one. I liked the puzzle one. Yeah. And I think I do think I do think we're gonna have a payoff for even those episodes somewhere towards the finale where we are gonna see this kind of interaction with Sid, where she's gonna have to bail them out, and the only real reason she does is because she she knows they would do the same for them. The same with or even even the archaeologist girl. I I think. I think we could definitely see something there.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're setting up their crew almost like Rebels did with Hondo and the rest of them. So eventually, whatever that season finale is, they're going to bring them all in. I wouldn't even be surprised if that one uh, mob boss w- w- comes to their aid or something like that, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, that's what they did. Um... I, I, I forget who I heard Say recently, but they were talking about, like, how dumb they thought the Pergo were when they appeared, and I well because it was cross season. I don't even think it was the same season. Like the Pergo appeared for the first time in season two or season three or something like that. It was a while ago, and the payoff for them didn't even actually come until Rebels season four in the, like the last episode. So, yeah, I think I think we can definitely see something. It, it might not even be in this season, but we're gonna see something at some point that's gonna make those relevant.
0: Dude, even that Tie Fighter too in Rebels, like that was one of like the most garbage episodes. Like it was just so random, you know. It ends up being really important in that season finale.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it. And like I said, I'm about the journey. I, I will probably there's a very high chance that this Saturday, two days from now, I will be watching Riot Racing again for the fun of it.
0: <laughs> Gosh, sorry, it. <dude. laughs> not just play. Um, any anything else from the episodes?
1: No, um, nothing comes to mind. I mean, again, we, we were crossing over five, so I'm sure I'm sure we missed something. But yeah, uh, again, as always, I'm content.
0: Um, anything else from Star Wars Two? I feel like I'm missing something. I know um, they announced the the names of the second season of. Um, I'm totally blanking on the star wars what is that what was that visions they announced the titles and they announced the studios too i, I can do that next week and um i wanted to kind of see what the other studios have worked on too so we kind of get an idea and then we can look at the names too um i'm wondering if they announced anything else from star wars too i'm trying to remember but do you have anything
1: no no i don't i mean we we talked about for the most part, the Mandalorian uh, trailer. We got another like twenty second clip or something like that, but we can. I can wait too. I mean, we're our bad, bad, bad Batch in the Mandalorian are going to be live at the same time, aren't they? Yep. I'm a little surprised they're doing that. I thought they would space them out, like at least by a week or something. But okay, I'll, I'll take it. There's
0: just, be, there's just gonna be too much stuff this year. You got Ahsoka. You have the Bad Batch season two of Visions, like, and then. Whatever else is at the end of the year, too. I know I'm probably missing something.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we do have quite a bit coming, but... Heck, I guess we had Tales of the Jedi during Andor 2, didn't we?
0: Yeah, it dropped. Like, I think it was, like, random, too.
1: It, it was. I, I didn't even know it was going to happen until it did. Um. But yeah, plenty, plenty of good stuff coming out there. I'm, I'm all for it, but I think that is going to be it for today, too, though.
0: All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Are you on we go?
1: <laughs> yeah, go for it. I, I unfortunately do not have the ability to raid at this point, um, okay. so it's all you, man.
0: <laughs> no, no, I was, gonna, I was gonna let you uh, pimp your stuff. Um, I, I know you've been doing the videos on YouTube and, and Twitch. Love know where to find you.
1: Yeah, know uh, same old, same old, pretty much. Yeah, we do have a lot of content on YouTube coming out. We've got a new series about mod shaming. Where we're going through pe- like actual people's rosters and trying to help them out with a, a specific team in mind, and then uh, we've also been we still have roster building stuff coming out. I'm working on one. I want to work on one that ha- has to do with time effect, time value for legendaries. That'll probably be next week, but still a lot of stuff there. And then I mean, GCs are the same on our Twitch every single time. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What is it? Sunday, Wednesday, Friday.
0: And you'll find me here on Twitch (laughs) sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. All right. That's going to be it. We're going to raid solo bass. He's probably looking at, uh, oh,
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: So that's going to be really good too. So definitely recommend checking out that even for you podcast listeners, go listen to that because that's always a really good one, especially in the start of a new set. But all right, guys, we'll catch you next week and. Go for it, Calvin. That's your line.
1: Stay mad. Awesome. Bye, Felicia.